Manila's Justice Department summons 13 police officers at the center of a drug recycling scandal as state prosecutors begin the reinvestigation of their case. No ceasefire in Syria. Turkey makes that clear as it steps up the assault on Kurdish forces. And the death toll from Typhoon Hagibis in Japan now stands at 74. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. Manila's Justice Department has summoned 13 police officers at the center of the drug recycling scandal hounding the Philippine National Police. Let's get more details now from our correspondent Johnson Manabat who joins us on the line. Johnson, what can you tell us? Yes, Ramina, good afternoon. The Department of Justice starts its investigation into the case of the so-called ninja cops or policemen who allegedly recycled confiscated illegal drugs in their anti-drug operations in Pampanga in 2013. DOJ Secretary Bernardo Guevara issued Department Order No. 528, dated October 7, creating new members of a three-man panel of prosecutors to conduct the investigation. The panel includes Senior Assistant State Prosecutor Alexander Suarez, Assistant State Prosecutor Josie Cristina Dugay, and Assistant State Prosecutor Gino Paulo Santiago. The investigation is in connection with the previous investigation on the team of Pampanga police officers led by Police Major Rodney Baloyo that allegedly made off with some 160 kilograms of shabu worth around 648 million pesos. The drugs were seized in an anti-narcotics operation on alleged Chinese drug lord Johnson Lee. Twelve of the respondents were all present during the hearing. Major Baloyo was not able to attend the hearing because he is still detained at the new belated prison after the Senate cited him in contempt. Major Baloyo was instead represented during the hearing by his lawyer, Attorney Donny Ray Muli. Uh, Muli says, his client did not attend the hearing because they have no intention to file any additional evidence. The DOJ panel gave the CIDG or the complainant in this case five days to submit additional evidence and supplemental or amended complaint. Respondents Elio Valeroso and Anthony Laxamana was given by the panel five days to submit supplemental affidavit. The rest of the respondents have no intention to file any additional documents. The alleged ninja cops are accused of turning over only 36.68 kilograms of shabu seized in the drug raid when they supposedly confiscated 200 kilograms in March of 2014. Complaints of violations of Section 27, 29, and 32 and of the Dangerous Drugs Act were filed against the 13 cops, but these were all dismissed by the DOJ in 2017. Former police official and now Baguio City Mayor Benjamin Magalong said, he got a whiff of the allegedly anomalous anti-drug operation after getting word that several officers, including PNP chief or resigned PNP chief General Oscar Albayalde, started buying new SUVs. Albayalde was the provincial chief of the Pampanga police when the drug thing happened in 2013. The next hearing is set on October 21st at 10 o'clock in the morning. Fermina. Thanks a lot. Our correspondent there, Johnson Manabat. Back here in the newsroom, a police unit in charge of investigating fellow officers seeking independence from the Philippine National Police. The PNP Internal Affairs Service says it wants to be like its foreign counterparts, which are feared by rogue policemen because they are independent from police organizations. The IAS also wants to be granted powers to protect witnesses. Kaya na gusto nga namin hingiin sa Senado na bigyan po kami nung tinatawag na protection ng uh, mga witness kasi pag nasampa, 
Nanila sa IAS, eh, nagtatagaw sila dahil hinahunting daw sila. Marami din gustong magsalita laban sa mga katawilaan sa oh. polis natin. Gaso oh. lang natatakot nga kasi wala nga kaming binibigay na protection sa kanila. The Internal Affairs Service chief statements come as the PNP reels from a drug recycling scandal that has prompted General Oscar Albayalde to step down as PNP chief. There's a bill pending at the Philippine House of Representatives seeking to upgrade the IAS to an independent body under the Interior and Local Government Department. Still no replacement for former police chief Oscar Albayalde. Three separate sources say President Duterte did not name a new police chief when the military and the police held a command conference in Malacanang Tuesday night. Now this means Police Lieutenant General Archie Gamboa will remain officer in charge until Duterte names a replacement. Gamboa is also among the names in the shortlist for new police chief, together with Police Lieutenant General Camilo Cascolan and Police Major General Guillermo Elezar. Manila Police District Director Vicente Danao also considered a dark horse due to his close relationship to Duterte. Albayalde relinquished his post Monday over the rogue cops controversy. Meanwhile, Police Brigadier General Debold Sinas assumes office as Metro Manila Police Chief. He takes over the post from Major General Guillermo Eliazar, who has been promoted as Chief of the Police Directorial Staff. ABS-CBN's Jerome Lantin is on the line for more on the turnover ceremonies. Jerome, go ahead. Carmina, after 16 months as NTRPO Chief Police Major General Guillermo Eliazar, has officially relinquished his post to Police Brigadier General Debold Sinas. Elazar and Sinas are Mistas or classmates from PMA Iran class of 1987. Chief uh, PNP officer in charge, Police Lieutenant General Archie Gomboa, led the ceremonial turnover here at Camp Pagundiwa Taguig this morning. Elazar is known for his aggressive campaign against illegal drugs, criminality, and police kalawag. He will now face a new challenge as the newly appointed Chief Directorial Staff, which is the fourth highest post in the Philippine National Police. I recognize that I stand on the shoulders of the great men and women of Team NCRPO. Our commitment and determination to succeed in our war against criminality and illegal drugs made NCRPO the PNP's best regional office for the first time in its history. I am proud of you. Sinas is the uh, former regional director of According to Sinas, he will continue the program of Eleazar. In each RPO, we will not only set the example, we will walk our talk. The guidance and the directives of the President and the PNP command groups are very clear and uncompromising. First, the anti-illegal drugs operation will remain in focus. We will strengthen and revitalize the various policies, strategies, and plans in order to arrest and more high-value targets and, if possible, eliminate or lessen the activities of illegal drug activities in NCR. The internal cleansing program of national headquarters will be implemented to the police. It is very difficult facing the enemy outside. It is very more difficult facing the enemies inside. Sinas will also meet with all the district directors and chiefs of police of National Capital Region. 
Martinez is also considering assigning female police officers here in NTR, like what he did in Cebu. Back to you, Carmina. Right, Jerome, tell us more about these two uh, generals. I mean, we know uh, General Eliazar is having that tough-talking uh, image. He has, n he has no patience whatsoever when it comes to the inefficiency and ineptness of um, his subordinates. But what do we know about Brigadier General Sinas? Does he come from the same mold? Um, right now, Carmina, it's still hard to say because we only had a uh, few minutes uh, to talk with uh, Police Brigadier General DeBold Sinas after the turnover uh, ceremony earlier. Right now, uh, they're having a uh, meeting together with the district directors and uh, the chiefs of police of uh, NTR. And later, we'll try to uh, try to, to talk with uh, General Sinas again to get uh, to know him better. But uh, earlier, when we uh, tried to ask for his uh, cell number, um, for, for us to be able to contact him uh, regarding uh, police matters. He told us that we should refer to his uh, uh, PIO, Carmina. And Jerome, what can you tell us about how um, the police force, previously under uh, General Guillermo Eliazar, is accepting um, uh, Brigadier General Sinas? Do they have his confidence right away? Is this appointment something that they welcome? What can you tell us about that, Jerome? Yes, uh, General Eliasar uh, told us earlier that uh, General DeBold Sinas is a uh, very uh, competent and a seasoned official. And is, uh, he assured that uh, the NCRPO is in uh, the right hands with uh, General Sinas. All right, thanks a lot. Turning to news overseas now, undaunted by U.S. sanctions, Turkey pushes ahead with its offensive against Kurdish forces in northern Syria. Now, U.S. President Trump is trying to remedy the situation with more threats to the Turkish economy. Turkey presses ahead with its offensive in northern Syria, despite economic sanctions imposed by the United States. Turkey's President Tayyip Erdogan telling U.S. President Donald Trump he will never declare a ceasefire or negotiate with the Kurds. The cross-border offensive targets Kurdish forces tagged by Ankara as terrorists. Before the invasion, Trump pulled American troops out of Syria, a decision that critics say gave Turkey the green light to go against the Kurds, who had helped the U.S. battle Islamic State militants. Syrian Kurdish forces have stood proudly alongside U.S. forces in the fight against ISIS. Over years of joint effort, their shared sacrifices have put ISIS on its heels and rendered its physical caliphate essentially non-existent. But leaving the field now would mean leaving the door wide open for a resurgence of this dangerous force and a new iteration of the Islamic State. For years, American soldiers have fought hard. Some have given their lives to vanquish ISIS. For years, our great military and diplomatic leaders have strategized about how to get rid of ISIS. And in one felled, quick, unthought-out swoop, the president has undone that. By pulling out of northern Syria, President Trump <clears throat> has encouraged nothing short of an ISIS jailbreak. Trump is meeting with congressional leaders on Wednesday to discuss the situation in Syria. He's also sending U.S. Vice President Mike Pence to Turkey to try to reach a ceasefire deal. We'll see what happens. The delegation, we're asking for a ceasefire. We put the strongest sanctions that you can imagine, but they get a lot, 
we have a lot in store if they don't uh, if they don't have an impact, including massive tariffs on steel. They ship a lot of steel to the United States. They make a lot of money shipping steel. They won't be making so much money. Trump has demanded an immediate end to Turkey's assault on Kurdish fighters in Syria, a demand that Turkey has so far ignored. Billy Ramos, ABS-CBN News. The death toll from one of the worst typhoons to ever hit Japan still rising. It now stands at 74, according to state media. Twelve more are missing, while 220 were injured as Typhoon Hagibis barreled through Japan over the weekend. Prime Minister Abe Shinzo says his government would spend 710 million yen, or some $6.5 million, for disaster relief. Never again. NBA superstar LeBron James says he's done talking about the turmoil between the league and China, which was a result of a controversial tweet by an NBA team official on the pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. LeBron made that statement after protesters in Hong Kong were seen trampling and burning his jerseys. The protesters took offense to the four-time MVP's earlier comment. Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey may have been misinformed when Morey tweeted support for the anti-government demonstrations in Hong Kong. I respect him a lot and I appreciate him a lot before this morning's comments. But after this morning's comments, I think it's the difference between great player and good player. And it's the difference between a hero and a basketball star. He's a good basketball star. He, one of, he is one of the greatest of all time. But he's not a hero. We try to say thank you to all around the world, the fans, and uh, to express our speech to thank you, Maury, to standing up for us. It's maybe only a tweet, but it's very important for us. And then we have to show thank you all the fans, uh, NBA fans, they're showing support. Uh, soon, like before the game, the game is starting soon, and then they are coming out with a T-shirt in the game, wearing black T-shirt, supporting Hong Kong. We want to say thank you for them. LeBron says he's now turning his focus on winning a championship for the Los Angeles Lakers this season. And that's today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.